there's this whole sense of like it makes me anxious. Ace Whale Stalo Nation. My name is Teresa Warbis and we believe in Stalo. Together we will engage in all things related to our journey towards self-government. This podcast, Stalo Signal, is the audio component to our very independent newsletter by the same name. A lot of people can probably relate to this reaction, and that's one of the reasons for our new podcast. I work with the Stalo Hochwelmuk Treaty Association, a collective of six communities working together to create a new self-governing nation. With our new podcast, Stalo Signal, we want to explore the idea of treaty in its entirety. What does it mean for our communities? Who benefits? And how will our people be affected by this change? What does self-government mean for our local band offices, benefits, and services? I think these questions weigh on all of our minds, and over the next several episodes, we'll be coming at these questions from a variety of angles. In this episode, we're taking the pulse and talking to some Stella women about what treaty means to them. Now let's take it to the streets. Hey, Swale, Alicia, My ancestral name is Alicia, and... My English name is Jasmine Horn, and I'm a counselor at Yakukuyus First Nation. Treaty means that there's this whole sense of, like, it makes me anxious, but it's, like, anxious in a good way, meaning that that's where the growth should be happening. Um, It means that we're breaking free and being able to grow and not be stuck in this era of um, needing somebody else to take care of us. I think the most positive outcome that could come out of going into treaty for the future generations is that they get to have like more of a acceptance of their own identity versus the blame shame guilt that comes out of residential school and um, that's part of that was part of my self healing journey was knowing that when I lived off reserve I didn't know who I was I didn't have a sense of identity and I was trying to adapt outside of what my culture was because I didn't grow up in culture and then when I started making my way back that's when I realized that I didn't really need anything else other than trying to make up for my identity because my my identity was in the culture. Jasmine is just 22 years young and so knowledgeable already. She's thinking of future generations as well as her own situation in relation to her community. But what about someone with kids already? What does treaty mean for them? My traditional name is Kualanlo. My English name is Emily Kelly and I come from La Camel First Nation. To me, treaty is a transformation of us as Indigenous people coming from colonization to finally being able to take control of our own destinies. Um, As a mother, I see a better future for my children and um, my children's children will not lose any benefits um, compared to being under the Indian Act because to me the Indian Act is still an extinguishment model because see my children they have a Hulitam father, and if they have children with another Hulitam, then their child will not have status, whereas under treaty, no matter what, they will still be protected for benefits and programs and services and everything like that. The Indian Act, right? The Indian Act sucks. The Indian Act has controlled our lives and freedoms for over 150 years. 
It is the root of racist stereotypes. It has broken up families and broken our ties to our language and culture. It has eroded the authority of our leaders and belief systems. It was written to oppress us and turn us into wards of the, the colonial state. This is not ancient history. The federal government still has direct authority over many aspects of our lives. This must change. We're solo people. The people of the river. This is our home and we demand respect. Check out our video at sxta.bc.ca for more on that. Emily's point is really important. Under treaty, we will get to define our own citizens. In Chiacton, for example, they already provide services to family members who don't have status as defined by the Indian Act. Let's talk to a Chiacton member about treaty. Uh, yes, my name is um, Sandra Bonner-Peterson. I am from the Chiacton First Nation, and I um, have my own video production company, Bear Image Productions, on the Chiacton First Nation. What treaty means to me is almost like freedom. We'll get out from underneath the Indian Act, which um, still is something that's hindering our people, I guess you could say. I don't think a lot of people do understand what treaty is, and it scares them because we have been under the government's thumb for so long, or it's almost like having a parent. They've been taking care of us. But if people have noticed everything's been slowly eroding away. Like, you know, they used to do all of the medical, let's say. Now they're not doing all the medical. Um, you know, they used to, you know, give give money for this. They're not giving it anymore because they're slowly going to take it back. So if we could get control of our own communities, I think that's what treaty means to me, that we could self-govern, and I think it's a great way to go. Um, Chiacton is in a very good place. Uh, we have been lucky to have some very good leaders who are, are taking us to a very progressive level. Um, but to me, I just think, yeah, okay, fine, we're doing okay. But that's not what community's about. Our, in the First Nation community, it's not just us in our little bubble. We want everybody to do good. We want all of our communities to do good. And I think going under the treaty is something that Chiacton has to stay with and Chiacton has to do. Even though we're progressive, even though we are kind of self-governing in a way, because we've been, um, for example, we recognize some of our uh, children who aren't banned status, but they're members, and we count them as members. So to me, I think with our community right now, yes, we're doing fine, but I want everybody to do fine. Under the Indian Act, I think, um, I think a lot of it has to do with our land. Um, I think it's time for us to get a more of our land back because with the land base, I mean, a lot of our, our families do want to come back home, but there's no home to come to um, because of the way our, our reserves were crunched right down to nothing. Right, and Jasmine totally agrees. Um, so for the current way that our reserve is, I don't feel as if it's um, working out for us because it's so under and I there's no room for people to move back home so many of us live off reserve and um, we just need more opportunity to come back home um, I feel like the main thing is is just having my grandparents around um, like I still have my great-grandma and I feel like when I'm not around that I'm missing out on valuable time with them so um, and then missing out on my nieces and nephews growing up. So it's important for me to be at home and to feel at home. What about everybody living off reserve like Emily? 
Um, we currently live off reserve, so we don't get as much benefits as those living on reserve. Maybe treaty could provide more um, capital for infrastructure and things like that. You know, if we become more economically developed, we can have more funding, more youth engagement happening and, you know, like sending our youth to schooling even, you know, there's just so much more opportunity, I feel. But what are some other things that, that concern you? Uh, currently under the Indian Act? Yeah. Um, just how we literally have very little say in being an Aboriginal person. Like, we have to, you know, pretty much ask the government for everything, whereas under self-government, we wouldn't have to do that. The Indian Act sucks. And I think it's time that we take control and take advantage of this opportunity. I mean, people need to learn about it and see how beneficial it actually is and not just believe all the myths that are out there and take the time to learn about it and let's move on from there and live a good life. <laughs> now let's take a listen to Grand Chief Stephen Point addressing the UBCIC Special People's Assembly in April 1992. We must form and stand up as a government, and we must now sit down and work out our relationship with Canada. I don't care if they have an Indian act, whatever they have, that's their business. We have to go to them as a nation. My business is that I have a nation, that I have tribal sovereignty. I'll put them in my constitution if they like. We'll have our own section 35. We recognize the white people in this land. I think I could only repeat that treaty seems scary, but um, being scared is and learning what your fear is, is kind of where the growth is at. Like we, we feel scared that we might not make it, but I think that we should just believe in ourselves to do it and just make trial and error the fact that we're trying is what's supposed to, I think, will help us get through it. There, there's a lot of ways to understand what treaty means. And I think people need to know because there is going to be a vote coming up. And I think you need to know what treaty means to you and why it's so important. And until you know that, you can't just go in and vote and go, oh, okay, yeah, yes, no, no, you gotta know what you're doing. So I say to people out there who have no idea what we're trying to do with treaty, get out there. There's a lot of stuff that you can access so you'll get to know it yourself. Well, that's a wrap on our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please check out our website, sxta.bc.ca. Join our Facebook group, The SXTA. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or email us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca. You can even give us a call at 604-824-3281. We really appreciate your time your love, and your attention. And please share this podcast episode with all your friends. Hit the like button, and we will see you in our next episode.